Okay, I know this might seem a little confusing, but we can't explain. You see, Tia just moved in here. She's my new sister. Twin sisters. See? <laughs> we just never met before. Now, when we were babies, Tia and I were adopted by different families. I grew up with my mom in downtown Detroit, and I live in the Burbs with my dad. Mom said it was fate that brought us together. Dad said it was a coincidence. Actually, it was a big sale at Fashion Fantasy. Welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to talk about a show that included a feature on set that's also a landmark of some sort here in Seattle. It had a gum wall. Really? Where was that at? Uh, The show, first of all, is Sister Sister. Yes. And uh, (laughs) they had a gum wall on the back of the kitchen set. Oh. That the girls would just put their gum on every time they come in because I guess the production staff was like mad at them that they'd always have gum in their mouth <laughs> when they come out for their stuff. So they would just stick it on the back and they said they made like a peace sign and hearts and different oh, stuff geez. on there. <laughs> so uh, it's not something that was shown to the audience. It was just a set thing. <laughs> yeah, just on the back there. And then I guess around year five of the show, uh, a health inspector came in and it was like, <laughs> this is fucking gross. And they had to get rid of it. Nice. Well, the gum wall in Seattle is pretty gross, too. <laughs> yeah. I was down there, oh, I don't know. It was on my spring break. Yeah. So I was down there a few weeks ago, a month ago. God, I don't even know. <laughs> and I feel like it's expanded. Like, it used to just be the one wall, and it was just a, a section of it. Now it's, like, both sides of there, oh, and it's really? just, like, all the way up and down. It's super fucking gross, though. They took all of the gum off of it a couple years ago, and then it's just always growing. I don't know rebuilt. why they took all the gum off. Like, I don't know. People are going to just keep putting it back yeah. on there. But it's been a while since we've seen each other. <laughs> yeah. Like two weeks? Yeah, something like that. I think the last time was when we did trivia a couple weeks ago. And yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been time sick flies. after being on vacation. And yesterday went to a Lady Pod Squad meetup here in Seattle. I was not invited. No, Sorry. Next time. Next time we'll have some dudes come. <laughs> kind of hurtful. But yeah, it was Ashley and Christy from That's Weird. Vanessa from Not Another X-Files podcast podcast, who actually drove down from Vancouver, Canada. Oh. Sierra from Sirens of Scream. Jen from I Never Saw That, which is also a 90s-centric podcast. They cover shows that, well, not just shows, um, pop culture from 1994 to 1996. Is it things that they never saw? Stuff that she never saw because she was at a like boarding school in Montana. Okay. And then Robin and Lacey from Frisky History. So it was a good group. We went to Percy's here in Ballard. I don't think I've ever been there. It got real crowded and they were basically forcing us to leave. I guess, had it been a while since you'd ordered a drink? No. <laughs> so like she's just like, mm, fuck these people. We're getting you gone. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I really like the podcaster community. It's been really fun so far. So if you're listening to us, go check out those podcasts, especially if you like 90s, then check out Jen's. Um, I never saw that since they cover some of the same stuff that we do or that we are planning to do. Yeah, I feel like most of what we do for this falls (laughs) under that category for me. Like I this week's different. I've seen Sister Sister. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen a lot of the shows, but there's definitely a lot of them on the list of things coming up. They're like, never even heard of this. <laughs> yeah. 
Blossom being one. <laughs> just never. Apparently, I should have heard of that one. Yeah, that one's just very weird. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Sister, Sister today, which premiered in April 1994 as part of ABC's TGIF lineup. But it was only on TGIF for a season and not even a full season since it started as a mid-season replacement. Um, the second season was at a different time slot. And then it moved to the WB because I guess it had low ratings or something like that, which is really surprising to me because I thought everybody watched the show. Yeah, I, I remember talking about with people in elementary school, yeah, middle school, like it was a good show. I liked it. I liked <laughs> rewatching it. The yeah. show's still funny. <laughs> I love uh, Jack A, who plays mm. Lisa on it. She's hilarious. But yeah, so the show is another one that takes place in Drew's home state of Michigan. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It's This is not really planned. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean to have... It's got to be, what, like 40% of the shows, I think, that we've done so far, yeah. almost? <laughs> At least a third of them have yeah. been Michigan-based locations. Yeah, and this one even is Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> well... Part of it. Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> Tia lives in Detroit. Yeah, and then they moved to the suburbs. Yeah. So... The show starred twins Tia and Tamara Mowry, whose characters, who have the same names, Tia and Tamara, were separated at birth and adopted by separate families. So it's basically like the parent trap for TV. Yeah. <laughs> and Tia was adopted by a single mother, Lisa Landry, who's played by Jack A. Harry. And Tamara was adopted by a couple, but the mom dies at some point, and she's raised by her dad only, who is Ray Campbell, played by Tim Reed. And watching these episodes, did not realize that I wasn't going to like Ray, but here we are. <laughs> really, I think, I mean, I think a lot of the things Ray does don't hold up today. Yeah. But I also think Ray's pretty funny. <laughs> he was funny, but in the second episode that we're going to be talking about, my God. <laughs> you know, like I said, it doesn't hold up now, especially with some of the stuff going on uh, culturally. Yeah. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of shows at that time that were just yeah. along that similar sort of vein of this is the way things are. Men are this way and women are this way. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah. And they're definitely not the only show that I've heard use the analogy we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, it was unexpected, I guess. Fair enough. So one of the episodes that we're going to be talking about kind of sets up the whole premise of the show, which is season one's The Meeting, which one of the websites I looked at said it was episode two. But I think it is actually the first episode. Yeah. When you told me to watch episode two, I'm like, so you want us to do this one? I'm like, no, uh -oh. we're doing The Meeting. Like, that's yeah. the first episode. You said we weren't doing the first episode. <laughs> yeah. So that was confusing. Sorry. And then this is where we see how they meet for the first time. And the basic premise behind it is that the twins meet at a mall 14 years after they're born. And the famous line, that girl has my face. <laughs> but my favorite character was always Roger. Uh, yeah, I liked Roger. I, I guess I didn't realize until like looking back at it that he's played by Marquise Houston. Like, yeah. Because I knew him from just R&B stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize that that was the same dude playing Roger. But. I knew him from both, but definitely first as Roger. And he is such a little baby in the first episode. I know. And it's weird because like he was already part of a boy band at that time. Yeah. Immature. Yeah, because I think they started in like 1990. 
I want to say that's what Wikipedia said. Okay. Yeah. But like the, all the websites describe Rogers like their nerdy neighbor. And I'm like, I don't feel like <laughs> Rogers nerdy. I think he's just like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're a year older than him. But, <laughs> but like Steve Urkel's nerdy. Right. Like Roger just has a crush on them. That doesn't make him nerdy. I don't know if I ever considered him nerdy. I think I always just considered him annoying. Yeah, that would be better. Like, he's their annoying neighbor. Yeah. Not like, he's their nerdy neighbor, Roger. He's out there doing his fucking science experiments and turning himself into Stefan. (laughs) Yeah, and one of the catchphrases with him was that when he would be over at their house, they would always yell, Go home, Roger. Oh, Roger, yeah. Poor Roger. Poor guy. He finally, you know, gets invited into the house and he sees there's two of them. We'll get into and like that poor fucking guy. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for him. It seems like a really good situation for him. There used to be one girl he liked. Now there's two. <laughs> I know, but now he's got two people just rejecting him oh, on a daily yeah, basis, <laughs> I guess. It's just double the rejection. Yeah. So Tia and Tamara are usually narrating the episode. They actually talk directly to the camera most of the time. And then every now and then they'll like wrap things up with what they learned at the end of the episode too. But that went away after the show moved to the WB. At that point, they stopped doing that like breaking the fourth wall thing. I guess it was just a trope of like TGIF and then ABC. So yeah. 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 the sisters are a little different, even though they're twin sisters personality-wise. You've got Tia who is more, um, I guess, like, book smart, mm-hmm. more kind of straight-laced in terms of that, which is weird because her mom yeah. is Lisa, <laughs> who is not. <laughs> uh, and then Tamara is more into boys. She's more into getting into trouble. Usually has some sort of schemes of things. She's the one that would probably always ask to, you know, switch in class if, I mean, they do do that, where they <laughs> switch in class and yeah. they need Tia to take a test for her, which... I mean, they should be able to tell the difference, right? If I can watch the show and tell the difference, their teacher should be able to. You can tell the difference? Yeah. Well, so, Tamara's so, got the mole on her cheek. So that's true, except that <clears throat> in the first three seasons of the show, they both had the mole because they drew it on to the other one. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't want there to be like any physical differences between them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so later seasons, yes, you can tell them apart because of the mole, but yeah. I like that they're always wearing pretty much the same outfit, even if it's different colors, (laughs) like the hats and stuff. Oh, yeah. I feel like the hats are what I remember them wearing the most when I think about this show. Like, they always had, like, that... It's not even, like, a bucket hat, but... I would consider them bucket hats, but I more consider them Blossom hats. (laughs) Well, haven't seen Blossom, so... Don't know. They're the hats that have the big flower on the front, or... Then there's also, like, ones that are, I guess, a little bit taller and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. The episodes we're going to talk about today are season one's The Meeting, which is the pilot episode, and season two's Field Trip. Which has a nice tie-in for me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the first episode is The Meeting, which aired on April 1st, 1994, April Fool's Day. Oh. Not an April Fool's joke. The TV Guide description is, in the series pilot, just reunited Tia and Tamara may be split again when Tia's mother plans to move. That'd be a real short show. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, these guys are these girls are together. Whoops. <laughs> never mind. And we're done. That's the April Fool's joke. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if it was an April Fool's joke, that would be it. Like, they get to right. be together, then this just ends <laughs> with them apart. Like, nope, moving to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. So the episode starts out with Tia and Tamara. 
They're in their room watching a scary movie late at night when Ray walks in and tells them that it's too late, so they need to go to bed. And he says goodnight to them, and you can tell that he doesn't really know how to, like, approach Tia. He gives Tamara a hug, goodnight, uh, and then he comes up to Tia, and at this point, if you're just watching, you're like, why doesn't he give his other daughter a hug? Like, (laughs) does he hate her? Um, And they're like, you might be having some questions right now. Well, here's what happened. Yeah. So they are like... She's my new sister, twin sister. And then they like put their heads together so you can tell that they're twins. See? (laughs) See? (laughs) And yeah, then they explain that Tia has just moved into Tamara's house and that they had met at a sale at Fashion Fantasy at the mall. Yeah, that's a great store name. (laughs) Fashion Fantasy. Fashion Fantasy. It's very generic in 90s. A lot of the stuff with that store was very 90s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Including the guy. So we cut to the mall and um, there's like the guy who looks like a surfer skater guy. Oh, yeah. Like I just assumed he was a stoner. Oh, okay. Because he's like, do you have this one? This plaid shirt where like the inside plaid is on the outside and the outside plaid is on the inside. Yeah. (laughs) And he's very. uh, Oh, God. I need this. And the the salesman's like, you've had a hard life. (laughs) Yeah. So Tamara's there shopping with her dad, Ray, and a cute guy starts talking to her and she says something to him. I don't remember what it was, but basically implying that she was interested. I think she was going to like ask her dad something and she goes to try on the clothes and then Tia comes out of the dressing room and the guy goes up to her and she just blows him off. Yeah. (laughs) And she was wearing the exact same sweater that Tamara was trying on, of course. Yes. So here we start our... Classic accidental twin switcheroo. <laughs> yeah. With them standing on opposite sides of a mirror, wearing the same thing, same sweater, same hat. Yeah, and they moving. reach for the same hat. <laughs> and they're doing, yeah, they're mimicking each other's movements pretty much. Like right. One leans to the left, one turns, and they both do it. And, yeah, then we get into the twin mishap with the guy that works at the place where his vest is very 90s. Oh, yeah. It's like super... Like, blocky, color, patterned. Yeah. And he had, like, some sort of, like, musical notes on his shirt underneath it. It oh, was really? very, yeah, it was real, it was a real weird outfit. And he's, like, clearly <laughs> supposed to be French, it seems like. I think he's like. French, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they call him Pepe Le Pew at one point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, I think it's Tia's, like, hey, do you have this sweatshirt in blue? So, he's, like, oh, yeah, I'll go grab it. And then Tamara walks up to him and he tries to give her the blue sweatshirt and she's like, no, I want a blue sweater. And he's like, okay, I'll go get a blue sweater. And then when he's doing that, Tia walks up and is like, no, I wanted a sweatshirt. And it just goes back and forth and back and forth. And Now, maybe I'm dumb. <laughs> What's the difference between a sweatshirt and a sweater? A sweater is like knit. Like... Yeah, see, you don't know. No, I do know. (laughs) It's like thicker fiber. What I'm wearing right now is a sweatshirt. I would never call this a sweater. I would call that a hoodie because it is. Well, it's a sweatshirt hoodie or a hoodie (sighs) sweatshirt. Uh, (laughs) Sweater's very different. If I was that guy, I'd be like, really? This is the thing you're going to fucking harp on? Well, he works in a clothing store. He should know the difference between a sweater and a sweatshirt. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Ugh. 
But yeah, he ends up getting pissed because he's tired of this back and forth and this kid not knowing what they want. Right. <laughs> you said sweat shirt. I heard it. Sweat shirt. Sweat shirt. <laughs> And they both complain to their parents, who that's when they call him Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, well, Ray <laughs> comes over and Ray's the first one to be like, hey, excuse me, sir, but you can't talk to my daughter that way. And then Lisa comes up and Lisa's like, motherfucker, what did you do to my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> like, she gets just angry right away, and security gets called, and she calls for security, and then, uh, either way, Ray tries to grab his daughter, but he grabs Tia. Come on, Tamara, let's go. What are you doing? We're going home. Hey, you let go of my baby. Hey, what do you mean your baby? Hey, 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 what's that Did you ever think that you were going to, like, walk into your doppelganger or twin someday? No. I mean, I've seen people that are my doppelganger. Like, you have? Uh, one time I was watching a baseball game, and we, we this is when, like, TiVo was a thing. And yes. so we <laughs> reversed it after. We're like, that guy looks a lot like, and it was, like, a version of me. Really? There, yeah. And then there was actually a guy uh, at the school that I worked at that, that you went to. Uh, <laughs> That looked like me, and we called him not Drew. Oh, really? Because we didn't know his name. Uh, <laughs> he was only there for like a few months. He was just working as a para, but he looked the freaking same as me. Like he was bald. He he legitimately had the same shoes as me. Like the first time <laughs> I met him, like the really? same dress shoes, and we were both dressed up and looked like similar outfits. He looked a lot like me. Was he around your age? Yeah, like we're... I think we were the same age. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But he he stopped working there after a few months, got a job somewhere else. But <laughs> we called him not Drew because we couldn't remember his name. That's funny. Yeah, I always like wanted a twin. I thought that would be fun. I had cousins or I have cousins who are twins. But you have a twin. <laughs> My sister. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Katie and her sister look close enough alike that if you were to tell me they were twins, I would believe you. Well, at one family thing where my aunts boyfriend at the time, now husband, was like meeting everybody for the first time. My sister and I were sitting outside and he knew that there were twins in the family and he like came up to us and we're like, are you guys the twins? We're like, no. <laughs> They're, you're close enough. Like I, I can see how you're not twins. Like I, yeah, I exaggerate, but if I were to just have met you and I met you and your sister at the same time, and you were like, oh, we're twins. I'd 100% believe you. <laughs> My friend Katie, her mom could never tell us apart when we were swimming, like on the swim team, because we'd be wearing swim caps. Right. But, yeah. We have different color eyes, even. I don't know. I feel like we're different. So, then we see Ray and Lisa arguing, and, well, we don't see them. <laughs> They're behind a wall. But Tia and Tamara are, like, examining each other. They're walking in like a circle, like staring each other down, asking what grade the other one's in, finding out they both like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, what's your birthday? November 28th, 1979. Oh, what? Which isn't their <laughs> real birthday, which is a weird thing. Like, why wouldn't they just use their real birthday for it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I get why not. They're but not like, playing themselves. <laughs> aren't they? Their names are Tia and Tamara. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. Do you think Roseanne uses her birthday, her real birthday on Roseanne? I don't know. It just <laughs> seems like something like, why not? Yeah. Either way, they realize that they're twins and they get cut back to the bedroom and like, yeah, we have so much in common. We both love rollerblading and Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> and they do like a Beavis and Butthead fucking impression. Yeah, I thought that you would have something to say about that. <laughs> I never watched Beavis and Butthead. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I never really did either. Like, maybe a few times, but I was of the MTV cartoons. I was definitely more into Daria, so. Yeah, same. And, I mean, I know what Beavis and Butthead is. I, I like, I get it. Yeah. I just never got into it. Uh, <laughs> I mostly like that they name-dropped rollerblading. Right. <laughs> we like rollerblading. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I mean, I, that was a big thing in 94. I mean, I like rollerblading. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the skit? It's I forget what it was from. I think it was an, it was an MTV show. It was with Aziz Ansari and somebody else. And, like, they did... Like, talk about the hardest part about rollerblade rollerblading is either rollerblading or roller skating is having to come out to your family like that <laughs> only gay that. people rollerblade or something and like i'd never heard that before and then after i'd seen that like there were i just caught different references that people made to like oh no that's something that gay people do really and i was like wait really it doesn't I'm, seem i don't know i haven't heard that i have no idea but that that glazes over the most important uh, thing that they have in common that they both had hamsters named MC Hamster. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good name. Yeah, I mean MC Hammer was popular at that point. Yeah, a little bit before that, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. he was like really early nineties, but right. still having ham. They could have had the hamsters back then, right? Yeah, and like yeah, but my hamster died. Oh my god, mine too. We're twins. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yep. Imagine that, a hamster dying. Uh, did you ever have hamsters? <laughs> no. Guinea pigs? No, my neighbor had a guinea pig, and we, like, pretended that we were sharing it, but he killed it. Um, uh, well, I don't even let's remember. Let's just glaze over that. <laughs> I don't remember how he killed it. I think he, like, left it in the garage or something. Yeah. They're going to be like, he snapped its neck. Oh, Ooh. no, no, no. Um, it's yeah. Sid from Toy Story. We had geckos, but okay. the crickets ate through the plastic cup, and we gave them away after that. But they weren't like, we didn't touch them. They just lived in a terrarium and that was it. I had sea monkeys. That was, <laughs> sea monkeys. Yep, sea monkeys and then like goldfish that yeah. you win from the school fair. Except that my dad would tell us that our goldfish died, but they really hadn't. He just flushed them. Oh. I was like, all right, we're done with this. <laughs> wow. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we had some fish, but. Anyway, we flash back to uh, the girls saying that. Ray and Lisa didn't really get along at first. Yeah, and they're in Detroit at Lisa's place, and he's basically like making sure that the girls are safe out there. He's like, "Are they gonna know how to get back home and stuff like that?" And Lisa Ray is clearly not comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> Lisa's like, "You're really overprotective." Yeah, why don't you put a low jack on your daughter? Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> she had a couple. There were a couple good lines in there this were. part. Uh, <laughs> The two that were my favorite, and you might have these as well, is uh, when her neighbor yells in. Hey, Lisa, your garbage is in the street. Yeah, well, I saw your garbage sneaking in your bedroom window last night. Very classic Lisa. Yeah. And then Ray, after she's like, you don't like this neighborhood, do you? He's like, no, this is a great neighborhood. I come down here whenever I want to buy my radio back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Is that an accurate depiction of Detroit? You're wearing a Detroit shirt again right now, by the way. 
Yep, I've got my Spirit of Detroit shirt on. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's certain neighborhoods that I'd be like, don't go there. But I feel like that's everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true of Seattle. Like, all right, so at like three in the morning, are you walking around Pioneer Square? Three a.m. Like that's a different story, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely some areas you're like, "Mm, no. Like my cousin, one time after a Tigers game, she apparently was like walking back to her car that she parked like blah 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 miles away. And they, she and her boyfriend got picked up by cops. They're like, why are you walking right here right oh, now? Really? Like, don't do this. You're an idiot. <laughs> and yeah, she was. Like, there's some areas that you just, you just know to avoid. Hmm. Interesting. But I mean, my dad grew up in Detroit. He turned out fine. So come on. <laughs> but Ray is not comfortable. No, Ray, Ray d- does not like this. And he wants to get going, and Lisa's like, well, maybe Tamara can stay for the weekend. And he's like, how about Tia comes to our place? Basically implying where it's safe. <laughs> right. But he lets Tamara stay over. She stays over for that weekend. Yeah. Uh, and then the next weekend, Tia gets to stay over at Tamara's place. Yep. And that's when we first are introduced to Roger. Yes. Roger knocks on the door, and when Tamara answers it, he's like, you looked radiant in school. And then says, I wish I had more to say, but that took me all afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he tries hard. Yeah. He's not the brightest kid. Yeah. He's trying with these pickup lines real hard, but he has to spend a lot of time on them. <laughs> that happens in the next episode too. Yeah. He brings her flowers though. You know, he's nice. He's yeah. just, she just has a crush on her. Yeah. And she invites him in to meet her friend. And when he sees that it's somebody who looks exactly like her, he's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm very, very excited. Yeah. He splits up the flowers and gives <laughs> half to each of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he also has a good line here when Tamara says something like rude to him. He goes, I guess we know who the evil twin is. Yeah. <laughs> I also liked when Tia's like, well, I live across town. And he's like, I have a bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good for him. He yeah. also hits on Lisa when she yeah. comes in. Like, he's not discriminatory in who he's hitting on. No, she mentions something about May-December romances yeah. never working out. <laughs> uh, yep. And good for you, Roger. I also liked when she comes in and says that she knocked Ray's mailbox over. And he's like, you don't have a car. And she's like, I was power walking and hit it with my purse. <laughs> yeah. She hands him, uh, what is it? The like, flag. The flag yeah. from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. And then we get our first go home, Roger. So they're back in Detroit and Lisa's bringing snacks into Tia's room. A lot of snacks. And basically is there to tell her that she lost her job two weeks ago. But on the bright side, she found another job. Unfortunately, it's in St. Louis. Yep. And Tia's upset and she grabs her phone, her corded phone. <laughs> oh, God. You just couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. You just had to stay around. And like those coils would get all flipped around and yeah. you, I could never fix them. <laughs> I only remember having a corded phone in my parents' bedroom. Everywhere else we had cordless ones. We we had cord corded phones for a while. And then I remember we got like the cordless phones with the charging stations. You yeah, put them we in had different those, things. Yeah. And, like, I guess my sister and I in our like quote-unquote office <laughs> we had a um a corded phone in there but i just remember that there was a feature on them where you could uh page one of the other yeah. phones if you intercom. knew like the numbers yeah the intercom <laughs> them. so like 
we would try and learn what the intercom numbers were. Like it was yeah. some fucking <laughs> big secret. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we can talk this way. We would use that to call each other downstairs for dinner. So, cause uh, my mom would get really mad when I would have to like tell my sister it was dinner time and I would just yell. <laughs> oh, see, we would just yell. <laughs> dinner, come down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did too. Yeah. I would just get in trouble for it. So yeah, they decide that the solution to this whole moving to St. Louis thing is that Tia and Tamara should run away. And yep. they're going to run away to the Twin Cities. <laughs> yep. Like, do you think Minneapolis-St. Paul... Or have you ever been to Minneapolis-St. Paul before? No, but it's the Twin Cities. Perfect place for us. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, great. man. You know the writer who thought of that was like, this is brilliant. This is such a funny joke. <laughs> oh, my God. This is where it's going to be the big laugh from the studio <laughs> audience. And no, it wasn't. <laughs> my big laughs were all aimed at Lisa or Roger. But, yeah, they're like, what are we going to do? And they say they're going to get waitress jobs and get an apartment and then eventually buy the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And this old dude by them was like, that was my dream, too. <laughs> but uh. Tia left a note saying where they were going. So Ray and Lisa just show up at the bus stop yeah, or the bus station. It, I think it's kind of implied that Tamara has run away before because mm. she's like, have you ran away before? And she's like, no. Or she asked Tia and she's like, no. And then... Tamara's just like, what? <laughs> like, I think that she's definitely tried to run away before. Interesting. Or at least probably like stayed at her friends when she was pissed off, something like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, I was like, what? You left a note. How did they find us? <laughs> I was afraid that my mom would be worried. <laughs> yeah, so they tell them that they thought by running away, they could stay together and then Lisa could still take the job in St. Louis. And they decide to, like, talk about things and get some pizza. I think Tamara is the one who suggests that Tia and Lisa should move in with them. And they're like, strangers don't move in together, which... Is oh, fair. Yeah. Like, that, it is kind of <laughs> weird that they move in. Like, yeah. <laughs> I get that they want the girls to be together, and that's, like, a nice thing. Yeah. Because uh, it is kind of shitty that they were separated and not told that, like... Because it seems like the parents weren't told No, either. yeah, because they go to the adoption agency, like, right before they're at Lisa's apartment. They didn't really talk about it that much. Yeah. They were just like, we gave that adoption agency a piece of our minds. Yeah, and security <laughs> was called again. Yeah. <laughs> but they decide that, yeah, Lisa and uh, Tia are going to move in with Ray and Tamara. The girls want to grow up together. You know, they have waited... I guess they haven't waited 14 years, but... <laughs> it's been 14 years. Yeah. Uh, I like that... When Ray asks Lisa what she was paying for rent, she's like, mm, $30 a month. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. So they agree that she's going to pay three fifty because Tia comes clean and says that that's how much they were actually paying in Detroit. And Lisa gives Ray a new mailbox that's painted all crazy and stuff. It's very Lisa. It's very Lisa indeed. And she's going to have her own sewing room at the house because it is a very large house. Like, yeah. If they wanted to, they could avoid each other pretty well in that house, I think. Yeah. Which, I mean, Ray's job is that he owns a limousine company. Yeah. I guess I don't imagine, like, someone that owns limousine company, like, being that rich. Yeah. I wonder if they just associate limousines with being rich, not really thinking about... Like, it's just a car rental company, yeah. it seems like, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he is. Maybe I'm grossly underestimating <laughs> the limousine rental market. Yeah. I mean, I they do cost a lot, right? Figure it's just like you got prom season <laughs> and weddings. And funerals. 
Do people go rent limousines for funerals? I I thought so. Maybe not. No, I guess I don't I've know. never been in one, so. <laughs> a funeral? <laughs> I've never been in a limousine. Ever? Mm-mm. Oh, I have. <laughs> I guess some of us are classy. Yep, I guess so. <laughs> Um, so the twins, they start to go upstairs to decorate their room together because Tia found her box of posters and stuff like that. And Roger comes in and tries to follow him upstairs and we get our last line of the episode, which is go home, Roger, go home, Roger. Very appropriate. I wonder what they were going to listen to. Maybe they were going to listen to themselves <laughs> or maybe they were going to listen to immature. Ooh, <laughs> so many musical options from the show. Yes. So that is the end of the episode. Yes. I liked it. It's good. Do you want to go first or me for rating? Sure. I can go first. I, I remembered this episode really well. Um, I think mainly like that girl has my face, that line. And then just like what they're wearing even in that episode for whatever reason sticks out at me. And... I really like Lisa. I think Jack Hay is hilarious. She has the best lines on the show and had some really good ones in this episode. So I thought it was good. I do think it's a little weird that they all move in together. And as a kid, I didn't think about that. I was just like, of course they're going to live together. They're sisters. Like, that's what has to happen. Yeah, and now that's looking, what families do. <laughs> now looking back on it as an adult, I'm like... Maybe they can live next door. <laughs> yeah. Or like Ray has the money. He could let her rent out like a place that he, an apartment that he helps like her find. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't need to live literally in the same place, but yeah, it was a good. And, you know, they definitely play up the trope of them all moving in together. That's the whole premise of the show. So that's what has to happen. But right. they do it in a good way, I think. Um, so I'm going to give this three and a half. Knocked over mailboxes out of five. Okay. Uh, yeah, I also definitely had my reservations about the moving in thing. I was like, couldn't she, if she can afford, it's not that she can't afford somewhere. Like she's yeah. still paying him rent. She basically, her argument was we already gave up our apartment. Right. So like <laughs> just find another one. Right. Uh, he could help her find something like and. <laughs> It could be close by. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that Ray could do that. Um, it's probably even cheaper in the suburbs, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I never paid rent when I lived out there. I was living at home. <laughs> yeah. Which 350 though, I was like, huh. <laughs> I wish. I know. Seriously. Uh, uh, the cost that, of living in 1994. Well, shit, that's like how much I paid when I was living in Grand Rapids. Oh, really? Before I moved out here. I think I was paying 350 a month for a two-bedroom place. Wow. The least amount I ever paid in rent was 500, but that was, um, we were paying 2000 split four ways in college. Yeah. We were paying 700 between two of us. And I was like, man, this is expensive. <laughs> and now I'm like, please Lord, bring me back to these days. Yeah. Please. I love Roger. Roger's great. He, I don't know. He's just funny. I love his braids. Yeah. They're very tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love their outfits. Just like I, you said, you remembered like exactly what they wear. But there's just, an, I feel like it's like an aesthetic that they had. Like there's the, there's the the general look of it, like with the hat and the and the denim and all the stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's what I remember about the show. I also love Lisa's constant referring to TV talk, daytime talk shows. Oh yeah, <laughs> Montel Williams, Montel Williams, and Geraldo <laughs> and Oprah and all this stuff. Yeah. and Ray's like, oh, I'm sure I can tape it. <laughs> 
I am also going to give this one three and a half fashion fantasies out of five. <laughs> nice. Solid. Did you know that their younger brother is actually the one who had an acting gig first? Oh, I didn't know it was family? first. No. Yeah. He, uh, he had... He was on Full House, wasn't he? He was on Full House. Uh, he played Teddy yeah. on Full House. Um, and I don't know if he started that before them, but I think he did. Because I know that they both had an acting gig in 91. Because that's when he started on that. But he was on an episode of Who's the Boss? Mm. Before that in 1990. And he was also in a Disney sing-along Oh, no, that's 94. He was in a thing called Rappin' and Rhymin'. I couldn't find anything else out about <laughs> it in 91. But yeah, uh, their brother Taj, who is more well-known from uh, his time on the show Smart Guy. He's a smart guy. Uh, he was on Full House before, <laughs> I think before that, and they like went on the set with him, and I think they decided, like, well, we yeah. got to try harder. <laughs> yeah, I saw... Something saying that they were like discovered on the set of Full House. And I was wondering, because there's an episode of Full House where there's like a twin competition. Well, they play uh, on Full House. There's an episode in 92 that they play the same character. They play Denise Mm. uh, on an episode of that. And I think that's where they were discovered. Hmm. But also before they were actresses. As I made Katie watch before <laughs> before we start recording, they were in the girl group called Voices, an American R&B vocal girl group from Los Angeles. And oh, man, it was a lot to watch. If you have five minutes of time, even if you don't have five minutes of time, <laughs> find five minutes and look up the music video for the single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the Voices. It has probably 12 costume changes. There's a panda playing the drums. It's not even a panda. It's like a toy. It's a stuffed toy panda, yeah. Yeah, that was a weird thing. There's like (laughs) some sort of montage of snow globes or something at the beginning. Um, Yeah, they have lots of different types of costumes. Like there's a sleepover theme, and then there's like an African theme, and it seems prom. like they're in like a beauty pre- a beauty pageant at some point. I was thinking that was like prom dresses. When they're on the stage at the beginning, like in the oh, white dresses. Oh, that part, yeah. Because I know what part you're talking about. They yeah. do have a prom dress sort of thing. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a lot. And the singing, they don't really sing in it. It's two other girls who do the singing. And it's not good. Not no. good singing at all. <laughs> it is not good. The track features Latoya McMore and Monique Wilson on lead vocals. <laughs> they were in, they were backup singers and dancers. Uh, the group came out with one album. It was called Just the Beginning, um, which was also the end for them. And it came wow, out wow. in 1992 on Zoo Entertainment. <laughs> and the thing that I find hilarious is that Barry Gordy Jr., who is one of the founders of Motown Records, was one of the composers of it. And I'm like, that's embarrassing for him. Didn't you say that it was like on the Billboard 100? The song Yeah, Yeah, Yeah made the Billboard Top 100, or Hot 100. It peaked at number 72. (laughs) The album itself did not make the Billboard 200, but it was number 66 in Billboard's Top R&B and Hip Hop albums. Oh. So. That might actually be higher than Immature. I looked at how high Immature got, and I think they only got in the 70s. 
I feel like Marquise Houston had a decent career, though, as like a solo, solo R&B. Yeah. So our next episode is season two's Field Trip, which aired February 22nd, 1995. And the TV Guide description is, On a field trip, a cool teacher loses his temper with the twins, Tia and Tamara Maori. Roger masterminds a theft. And masterminds is in quotes. <laughs> because that is accurate. <laughs> the words mastermind and Roger do not go together. Right. So this episode starts out where Tia and Tamara are talking to the camera. And they're super excited about this all-day field trip. I mean... I was always excited when I was too, yeah. It's like, you just, like, oh, man, I get to miss this class and this class and this class. It's great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we had a bunch of field trips, usually just into Seattle. We even had field trips where we didn't actually do anything. Like, one where we just had to, like, take pictures of art on the huh. street. <laughs> like, you would go into Seattle for it, though? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what field trips we had. I know that in fifth grade, I want to say... We went to the uh, Greenfield Village, which was like a historical thing. And it was an overnight field trip. Oh. So you had two days of school and like parents would come. And apparently the parents, the year that I did it, all got fucking hammered. Oh, really? Like <clears throat> after all the kids went to bed, I guess they stayed up to like four in the morning just drinking and like playing cards and stuff. <laughs> and... We're all just hung over as hell the next day and That's like so dead tired. And I didn't know this until my mom told me. Was she there? Yeah. <laughs> Was uh, she involved in that? Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, and so apparently the teachers were pissed off as like, yeah, I would be. I would be pissed <laughs> off. I was like on a field trip and like some of my parents were like, I'm just going to get hammered. Let's go. <laughs> uh, their teacher. Well, the first teacher is this elderly woman. I, I didn't catch her name. Do you? Did you? No, I didn't write it down. They say it a few times, but I, I couldn't get it. This woman has, A, no control, <laughs> and B, she is just no patience left for these children. She calls them maggots on like three or four different occasions. Yeah. When they're all like yelling on the bus and stuff on their way to the field trip, she's like, this is supposed to be educational. And then they're like still yelling and she's like you're all expelled and they cheer right <laughs> Woo! Uh, <clears throat> but they they get quieted down by their other teacher who's on the trip ed and ed is a special person for me <laughs> because ed is our connection this week to scrubs ed is played by actor phil lewis who also plays hooch on scrubs and hooch is crazy hooch is crazy hooch is crazy <laughs> In all my notes, I just wrote hooch. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote Ed, which is surprising for me because like every time I was watching him do something, like hooch is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really know like what other episodes that we should talk about. And I was like, well, I should probably check to see if there's a Scrubs episode for Drew. So I did find one that had Donald Faison in it, but we've already talked about Sabrina with him. So I luckily stumbled across Hooch in this episode and texted Drew that we were going to be watching this. Nice. And said, you're welcome. You'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> and I was excited. I was like, oh, because Hooch is one of my favorite characters on yeah. Scrubs. Like, <laughs> Hooch the, is crazy. <laughs> the episode where JD gets rid of Turk as his friend for a little bit and starts having Hooch hang out with him and calls him Chocolate Bear 2 uh, <laughs> is one of my favorite ones because like, 
Pooch really is crazy. He is, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. He's a good character. Yeah. So on this show, Hooch is playing the cool teacher, and T and Tamara have like a crush on him and stuff. Okay, let's quiet down, please. Did somebody lose 20 bucks? I thought that would get your attention. I I hate it when kids call me by my first name. I don't care if they call me Mr. with my name. Mr. Drew? (laughs) No, like, if they call me Mr. Toko, like, I'm fine with that. If they just call me Toko, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But I'm like, don't call me Drew. Yeah. You're not, like, going to a bar and having a (laughs) beer with me. Don't don't call me by my first name. I feel like even when I'm talking to my coworkers, I call them, like, by their last name. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Hooch asks T and Tamara to find out if everyone's on the bus. And in typical excited high schooler fashion, they just shout, everyone here? And everybody just yells. And so they're like, yep, everyone's here. Oh, God. Roger is also on the bus. So apparently it's not just their grade that's going. Because Roger's a grade below them. But he seemed like the only one. Because it wasn't like a big Right. Group of kids. I think they just wanted Roger in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he has a, you know, he's got his pickup line. He goes up to the girl. Like, hey, can I sit here and reflect on your beauty? <laughs> no. Yep. So his is kind of like the C storyline of this whole plot that we'll get into. Can we talk about the opening sequence of the show? The credits? Yeah. Yeah. Because what's up with it? <laughs> <laughs> what's up with it? I mean, it looks like it's, it's similar to Home Improvement. Kind of, and that it's like yeah. this stylized, like it's the, them, but it's like they're it's, on a whiteboard or something. And it like, reminds me more of Clarissa <clears throat> Explains It All. Yeah, that's fair. It's like a white background with some like animation stuff, and then they're like integrating the animation with them in the credits. Yeah, they're like pushing things out of the way and looking at it yeah. like, oh, here's this, as yeah. they present it with their hands <laughs> and stuff. And, like, and it has a great theme song. Sister, sister, never knew how much I missed you. Which, they actually sing it in the last two seasons. Oh, they didn't in the beginning? Not the first four is somebody else, and then in five and six they remixed it. I knew they did later, for sure. It's a song that gets stuck in my head pretty easily. Sister, sister. I think everyone knows that part. I may have been singing it for the last day or so. Nice. (laughs) So, then we cut to Lisa and her boyfriend Terrence. Did you look up who plays Terrence? Yep. Dorian Wilson, who is a connection for us to a couple other shows. He was in an episode of Home Improvement, episode of Fresh Prince. Some other shows will do. He's been in Seinfeld, Friends. Uh, I think he was Chandler's boss in Friends. Yeah, he was. Yes. Um, So he's in a lot of 90s things. Um, And, you know, there's always these characters that are going to be connections between the shows. Fred Willard is in this show, by the way. Uh, as their <laughs> vice principal, because Fred Willard's in every show from the 90s, but we didn't watch one with him. Yeah. And actually, um, <coughs> really quickly on Hooch, I was watching a How I Met Your Mother episode yesterday that he was in. I remember him being in that. Uh, he was the loan officer when they're trying to 
get their yeah. loan for the house in or the apartment in Doisa Tripla. Yeah, and he's just sitting there, <laughs> and she says like her social security number yeah. really fast. And like, Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good Which stuff. Is crazy. <laughs> so, Lisa <laughs> and her boyfriend are at the mall, yep. and. Lisa goes off and leaves Terrence with her purse, and he gets really uncomfortable to be seen yeah. holding a purse. I feel like that's a very 90s like <laughs> TV joke, too. Yeah. And 80s. Like, anything in the 90s and past. Like, yeah. no, this isn't my purse. Oh, God, I have to hold her purse. Oh, because no. Because that's what people would assume. You see a guy with a purse, you assume it's his. You're like, oh, man, <laughs> look at that guy. He must be one of, you know, those gay people. Because <laughs> like, I feel like that's the assumption that he's making. Yeah. People see him doing that, like, oh. Oh, he must be gay because he has a purse. Right. Like, as we said, in the a lot of gay panic yeah. in, the, in the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. And the woman behind the counter comes up and he's like, this isn't my purse. But she starts flirting with him. And he is kind of dishing it back a little bit, like yeah. playing along. And then when Lisa comes back, the sales girl is like, you let me know if you're interested. And... He looks at Lisa and he's like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested at all. Yeah. Her name is Latina and Lisa calls her Latrina, <laughs> yeah. which is a solid burn. Yeah. Um, and I also like when she asks what uh, Terrence's signature scent, he's like, I don't know, beer and potato chips. <laughs> I liked Terrence. I was sad. I remember watching it like when I was younger, I was sad when he wasn't on it anymore. Like, yeah, I thought he was a good character. Cause they get engaged and I guess they don't get married. Right. Right. He's gone at the end of either season two or three. Yeah. But I liked Terrence. He's a good guy. He works at the grocery store. That's where they meet. Yeah. Isn't he her manager? Something like that. Oh, well, she doesn't work there. They just met there no, when I think he's the manager at the store. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I thought you said her manager. <clears throat> I think I did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, flashing back to, the museum where yep. the field trip is. And I think uh, I should have written down who says it. I think it was uh, Tia. No, I think it was Tamara. Seems more up Tamara's line. <laughs> we're, they're, Ed is talking about things and she's like, Ooh, I love to be educated. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And the students are totally not paying attention. They're like joking around. He's trying to like teach them about the art. And, you know, he's talking about French impressionists and stuff using like the, the correct pronunciation. And they're just like playing catch and littering. And Roger gets his head stuck in a statue. Right, and he doesn't want to get freed right away because he's right next to the boobs on yeah. the statue. He's like, he's why don't like, you just leave me there for yeah. a minute? <laughs> when Tia and Tamara try to help him. But poor Hooch, he's trying to deal with all these kids, and they seem like a Mu lot of work. Museum security is very poor here. Like, That's If you true. were to do this in a museum anywhere right now, those kids would be like kicked out immediately. <laughs> and also, just like the art doesn't seem very secure there. Yeah. At all. No, I mean, we'll find out later. It's definitely not. So now Lisa and Terrence are like back at Lisa and Ray's house and they're fighting about the sales girl. And this is where I have some problems with Ray. So Ray is there and he's like, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. And Terrence is like, yeah, you do. And he's like, was she wearing the black skirt? Come on. But... Terrence is like, it was innocent. Maybe I was looking at her. He's like, she was flirting with me, though, and I was being polite. But Terrence is like, I'm in trouble. And this is where Ray is like, it's not your fault. 
man. It's, it's not your fault. Women don't understand how a man functions. You know, you're, you're right, Ray. What, what, what don't they understand? It's in our DNA. We're programmed to seek out attractive young leggy females. It's our biological need to procreate so that the species will survive. <laughs> that was good, Ray. That was good. Ray says, if anything, you should get a medal for your restraint. Because you were just looking at her and you didn't act on it. Yeah. Like, he should have been doing so much more. He also says, Lisa doesn't know how good she's got it. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then Terrence is like, you're right. And he gets up to go into the kitchen to see Lisa. And he's like, Lisa, woman. And then she yells something back and he gets scared. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I... That part doesn't hold up so hot. I didn't appreciate that part. I was pretty turned off with that because of... I mean, there's a lot of political stuff happening around that kind of conversation right now anyway, but I wonder what I had thought when I was a kid watching that, because I don't remember it. I'm sure I just kind of, like, brushed it off, like, didn't pay attention. Right. But, yeah, it's definitely something you don't... You look back on, you're like, oh, didn't realize that. Yeah. Ray, who knew? Oh, goodness. Back at the museum, Roger is still trying to hit on that other girl uh, at the school. And he tries another pickup line about, like, a statue having no arms. He's like, she doesn't hold a candle to you. She can't hold anything. Yeah. He's like, oh, it took me all day to figure that one out. (laughs) Yep. And then the students are just, like, running wild. Tia and Tamara are, like, mimicking a statue, spitting water. Uh, yeah, she also gets inside a sarcophagus. Oh, does she? I missed that. I must have been typing at that point. Yeah, like, <laughs> there is no... You would think there'd be some ropes in front of that right. or something, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. And then Roger finds this tiny little statue. It's not encased in anything. It's just sitting on a pedestal, and he reads the sign, and it says... A clear goddess of desire, according to ancient Egyptian superstition... Whoever possesses this statue possesses a power of love? Whoa! And he picks it up, and he's holding it in one hand and a bottle in the other hand, and it's time to go or something like that, and he somehow mixes up the two and puts the bottle back on the pedestal and takes the statue with him. Seems like it's purely an accident. It does seem like an accident, but maybe like a subconscious on purpose yeah. action. <laughs> I don't think Roger is bright enough to do that on purpose. Yeah. In the meantime, T and Tamara are just messing around as well. And I think they've already been warned about having food and drink out. Right. And they've got like a pop or something. And what is it? One of them goes to grab like some tomato soup from a... It was like a display, like yeah. some sort of art display that was like a pyramid of cans. Yeah. I don't get modern art at all. And Ed's like, no, don't touch that. And when he goes to stop them, they bump into each other and the pop spills. And then he's like, he says, what have you done? You stupid clowns. (laughs) And like flips out. and He's like, no, you have detention. Hooch is crazy, man. Hooch is crazy. (laughs) Uh, But valid points. But yeah, he did tell them. He's told them and they do not know how to behave in public, apparently. Right. <laughs> uh, so they get detention. When they get back on the bus, the uh, the other teacher just goes, quiet down, you little maggots. <laughs> like, she hates kids. Yeah. And Tia and Tamara are trying not to cry yeah. because they've been, like, 
told off by this teacher that they love. Right. They make a funny face, Tia. It's not <laughs> funny, I know. <laughs> and Roger gets on the bus, and I think he's, like, digging around in his backpack and realizes that he has the statue. Yeah. And he's like, oh, um, excuse me, teacher, person, to the old lady. But then the girl that he'd been hitting on, she comes and sits down next to him and asks if she can rest her head on his shoulder. And he's like, mm, never mind. Let's yeah. just go with this. <laughs> I'll be your pillow. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's happy. And it seems like it's the next day. But I think it's actually just the same day back at school. Yeah, I think it has to be because later on they're like watching the news and yeah. they're talking about the statue getting stolen. So clearly it wasn't an all day yeah. <laughs> field trip. Unless it took them a really long time to realize the statue was gone. Yeah, something like that. It's weird. Uh, but they're back at school and Roger has a flock of girls with him and he's numbered them. Yeah. Like, like he's Roseanne talking about writers or something. <laughs> he's like, number five, switch places to number three. I yeah. love all of you equally. Woo. Yeah, they're just like his harem of girls. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the girls in the, at this time are also in detention. And so it must be the same day. But I mean, that's a quick detention, dang. Yeah. Uh, they're it in detention. The guy that's in there with them is a mess. Yeah, he is just like this white guy who's trying to act really like tough and stuff. He's like wearing like all black and these weird glasses. And he's like, do you need a ride? I can steal a car. Yeah, he much like the guy at the uh, fantasy factory. Wait, is that the name of it? Fashion fantasy. Fashion fantasy. fantasy. The fantasy factory is Rob Deerdeck, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at fashion fantasy, I'm pretty sure this guy is just stoned out of his mind. Mm -hmm. Ed comes up and he apologizes to them for being mean. Yeah, for and yelling. They find out that he's 30 and like, <laughs> <laughs> they think he has a hairpiece or something. Yeah, he's like, the last thing you need is a 30-year-old buddy because they're like, we thought we were friends. And when he says that, they're like, you're 30? Good hairpiece. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, did they, did the writers... I don't even know. I have no idea what they're even th talking about in this. Like, like at 30, you need a hairpiece. That's right. Plus, it's not like he has a lot of hair. Right? <laughs> so that, it's shaved pretty close. Yeah, I didn't really get that part. It was kind of weird. Uh, I do relate to Ed apologizing at that moment because I've had like days where it's just a bad day. And like you say something to a student and you're like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have said that to them. I yeah. didn't mean that I was mad at something else. And like you go and apologize to the kid. It's like. It happens. Ed was probably pissed off because everyone was not paying attention at the museum and something little happened and he just kind of lost it. Though, yeah, it I mean, they did deserve to get in trouble because they were a mess at that place. Right. But he shouldn't have called them no, stupid clowns. No, no, no. Yeah. Even when he said that, I was like, oh, God. But it's not like they didn't deserve detention. No, they did. Yeah. So. Back at home. Back at home. Lisa and Terrence. So they're talking on the couch and they're getting along and Ray is wondering what happened to make them get along again. So Lisa tells Ray that Terrence said this thing like, there's no excuse for a guy to flirt and it's not like it's in his DNA or something. Yeah, just took uh, took Ray's thing. He's like, I should probably say this differently. Yeah, <laughs> good call. Good, good job, Terrence. Good call, Terrence. I told you, I like Terrence. <laughs> And then the doorbell rings, and it's this delivery guy who's at the wrong address. And Lisa goes to answer it. And when he walks away, she's just, like, watching him leave. She's and very flirtatious with she's him. She's super flirtatious. And then Terrence is like, hello, pot, kettle? Yeah. He storms out. 
He's upset. Uh, I do like the line, though, where he's like, glance at these pants. Oh, yeah. That was a solid <laughs> As he's <one>. leaving. <laughs> I was just glancing. Glance at these pants. Uh, when he finally shows back up later to make up, I guess, he comes over with a freaking Chippendales calendar for her. Yeah. He's like, I trust you. <laughs> oh, God. That that was a weird, and <laughs> just a weird segment. And she's like, what are we supposed to do? Both of us like to window shop. <laughs> so they agree that they can look, but they have to like get permission to look by looking at the other one to see if the look is uh, approved. It's like his yeah, whole thing. I mean, that's what Lisa suggests. But then he's like, how about I take you out to dinner and only look at you? And he's like, and she's like, okay, and I'll only look at you. Yeah, I call bullshit. <laughs> <clears throat> So then Tia and Tamara, they're watching the news, and this is where we find out that the museum doesn't have any security cameras or anything because they think that some mastermind stole the statue. Yeah, they think it's like an international crime syndicate or something like that. They're like, they left a bottle behind, which is a political statement. Yeah, Roger comes over with the statue, and they're like, Roger, it's you? You're a mastermind? He's like, I know. Surprise me, too. <laughs> and he's like, I can't go to jail. I can't even stand to shower in gym class. <laughs> that, was a, that was my favorite line of both of these episodes. That's such a good line. <laughs> like, the writers did some really shitty things throughout yeah. these episodes, but that one is a great A, just a great line. <laughs> yeah. And... He's, like, talking to Ray about this, and Ray's like, why are you telling me? And he's like, you're my best friend. <laughs> that was kind of sad. I know. I was like, oh, That's man. what Ray says. He's like, really? <laughs> yeah. And I think Roger's like, it's a tough world out there. Yeah, that's so what he says. Yeah. He, I mean, he's upbeat about it. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, do you think that at the time when they did this, that uh, Marquise Houston understood the line, I can't even stand the shower in gym class? I think he must have, or at least he had, he had to know part of it, because I remember... You know, in yearbooks and stuff in eighth grade, boys were writing like, don't drop the soap. Okay, that's so, fair. They were writing that in girls' yearbooks. I don't think they were thinking it through, but. Yeah, probably not. They're probably <laughs> like, yeah, if that happens, then someone will slap your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Kids. So <laughs> Lisa walks in, Roger's holding the statue, and she's like, Roger, you're looking fine. Oh, God. I guess before this, T and Tamara are also like kind of fawning over him because yeah. he's holding it. It's but, when Ray decides they need to bring it back. But yeah. first, Ray needs to make a stop. Yeah. So he goes to the mall to talk to that sales girl that was hitting on Terrence. And I feel like it's implied that he that he fucked her in the mall. Oh. <laughs> like he's definitely like they're in like the perfume shop mm-hmm. area, like which is in the middle of the mall, and he's, she's like on his lap. Yeah, and he's just holding the statue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she has no questions about that. <laughs> <laughs> Was he just like holding it the whole time? Like it's, I have to hold this. I gotta hold this. Hold on. <laughs> oh goodness! So they finally they get back. That museum's got late hours. Well, yeah, I was wondering if they snuck in or something because they can't find anybody to turn in the statue to. Right, but, like, how would they get in? I don't know. So I mean, like we were saying, no security. <laughs> there's no security. Apparently, it's open 24 hours a day because, like, this is after Lisa and Terrence went out to dinner. That's true, yeah. So, like, you have to assume this is around <laughs> 9, 10 at night. Yep. So, yeah, there's nobody there that they can give the statue to, but the coast is clear, so they're like, well, why don't we just put it back where it was? And 
Ray, Apparently they they finally installed that alarm. Yeah, Ray puts it down on the pedestal and an alarm goes off and they just book it out of there and Ray crashes into that soup can display, whatever it is. Yeah, must be an Andy Warhol thing. <laughs> and then we go back to school the next day. Roger's depressed because he doesn't have his women anymore. Yeah, he doesn't have his harem. <laughs> and he's wondering how he can get girls now that he doesn't have the statue and Tia and Tamara are like, it wasn't about the statue. It was just that you were confident. And so other girls saw your confidence and then they were attracted to that. Yep. You so don't they have to use all out. the pickup lines. Yeah. So he tries and he asks out the same girl, but she's like, I have another boyfriend now, which that was fast. <laughs> yeah. He's like, she was all over him yesterday. So where, hey, when does she find the time for all these boys? I guess. I mean, when does he find the time to find all those girls, too? Like, they, were, they all just came flocking to him right away. I just assumed they were all from the bus. I guess. I don't know. Uh, but he gets yeah. t- turned down. And my other favorite line of the episode was, my heart is so broken that my braids hurt. Yeah, it was solid, too. <laughs> uh, T and Tamara agree to go out with him. And he's like, you're just doing this out of pity. And like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's okay with it. Yeah. And the episode ends. Yep. The end. I liked this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, the, the Lisa and Terrence thing, like you said, it doesn't necessarily hold up. Right. Um, but I did like all the Roger stuff, actually. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, that was the C storyline, <clears throat> but I liked it more than the B storyline of Lisa and Terrence. Yeah. And I liked T and Tamara, uh, you know, getting in trouble for their stuff and like having to realize that, you know. There's there's consequences to some of these things. Um, I didn't think there were as many good one-liners in this one, although that the shower line is great. <laughs> um, so I'd say I kind of I probably liked it about the same as the last one. So I think I'm gonna give it all again uh, three and a half hooches crazies out of five. Nice. I'm kind of waffling between like a three and a three and a half, mostly because of the whole Ray and Terrence conversation about men having procreation and being able to look at women that's part of their DNA and that should be like their excuse, like a valid excuse. Um, I don't know. It just, even if anthropologically that has some merit to it, I just don't like it. <laughs> you just don't understand, Katie. You just need, <laughs> you know, we see women and we're like, we need that. <laughs> yeah. But it did have some good lines and I like that Hooch was in it. Like that was Good to have our Scrubs connection. It's been a while since we've had our Scrubs connection, so. Only like a few weeks, right? Roseanne was the last one, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, you mean there wasn't a Scrubs connection in Double Dare? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think it has some good stuff. I like all of the stuff with Roger because I like his girl crazy stuff because it seems pretty innocent to me, probably because he's like 14. Right, if he was like an adult and yeah. he was doing this stuff, you're like, wow, this guy's a fucking pervert. Well, I mean, that's what Ray did, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Roger's just learning from Ray. His best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's where we're getting this from. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I like that stuff. I'm probably, I think I'm going to settle on three. I'm going to do three field trips out of five. Okay. Fair enough. So after the show ended, uh, both of the sisters had, you know, decent careers just doing things. They never really had another like show that I feel like was as popular as this one where they were the main people in it. Like they had the TN Tamara show, but that didn't last very long. What was that? 
Um, that was in like 2011. It came out. Um, it was a reality show about them. Oh. Tia was in some things. She's in some other things that we're going to go over. Uh, she's in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? She was in Smart Guy. Um, the Jamie Foxx show. <clears throat> uh, she had a bigger role in the show The Game, um, which I never really got into. That's kind of kind of it for her. She had just on and off roles here, uh, here and there. You know, she had main roles in things, just mm-hmm. not like I don't know, not shows that I felt like were as popular as this one. Instant Mom. Never seen it. Uh, Tamara, she. I'm sorry, Tia also, um, she had a show on the cooking channel where I think it was called Tia Maori at Home, uh, and she also had a cookbook and some stuff and things like that. You forgot about their Disney Channel movie, Twitches. Uh, did I forget about it? <laughs> or did I never know about it? There was even a Twitches too. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't say that I saw those. Uh, the other characters, like Jack Hay, she's in a lot of different things. She's in Everybody Hates Chris, That's So Raven. She's in some Seventh Heaven. Uh, she was also on Instant Mom. Oh, huh. <laughs> uh, she's been on Two Broke Girls. She's in just a lot of episode roles of just like she's in an episode of things. Um, Tim Reed, most of his bigger stuff was before the show. Um, he was on WKRP in Cincinnati where he was DJ Venus Flytrap. He was on the show Simon and Simon, which I've never seen that one, where he was a detective. Uh, you know, he, he's, on a, he's been on a lot of things over the course of his career. He's on that 70s show for a while in, I think, let's see, nine oh, episodes. Was he their, the dad? William oh. Barnett. Yep, he plays Hyde's biological father on that 70s show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marquis Houston, he... Is probably best. I feel like he's better known for R and B stuff, like singing. Would you say he's better known for being Roger or better known for? I mean, his singing. I would. It depends on what you're into. Like, I know him more from Sister Sister, even though I also know him from his music career. Fair enough. He's only thirty six. Dang. <laughs> he was also on um, "You Got Served." I do remember that, <laughs> <clears throat> which I. I'm sad that I've seen that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. His name as part of Immature was Batman. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, I do know that in the later seasons, like he was missing from some episodes of season five, I think, of the show. And they didn't really explain it, but that was because in real life he was with his mom who was sick and she ended up passing away from lymphoma. Right. Um, and then... The final season, he was written out of it kind of because he was still in high school and they were in college. and Which didn't really make sense, though, because like, he'd still be next door. Because like, a lot of it still took place in their home, right? I don't remember, because I can't remember if I actually watched it that long. I feel like I didn't. Fair enough. And I don't remember enough. And clearly, <laughs> we are not very prepared. <laughs> I mean, I only watched a few episodes from season one and season two before this, so... Uh, and finally, the most important character, Phil Lewis, was in Scrubs <laughs> as Hooch. <laughs> Very important. Right. So the only other thing that I have is in typical 90s TV fashion, there is some news about Sister Sister having a reboot coming out. And nothing is like imminent or anything like that, but 
The discussions have taken place, and it sounds like everybody's on board. Jack A. actually told, I think, Steve Harvey on his show that it was happening. And everybody was just like, what, what, what's going on? And sounds like that was a little premature. Tia went on some TV show, some talk show, and said, it's in the works, but like they don't have a network. They have a storyline, but they don't have a lot of the things that they need to actually start the production. Okay. Would they be the titular sister sisters? <laughs> I think so. I think it's, I mean, they're 39 now, and I think that it would be about like their family's dynamics with like their kids. Okay. So. And so like Ray and Lisa would be grandparents. Of, yeah. 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 I don't know. What do you think about a reboot? Um, I don't know if I would do like a reboot, but like uh, a new series where it's them as adults with their kids. It mm-hmm. seems like uh, that'd be something I could do, but I wouldn't want to do like a straight up reboot where it's the same exact premise and yeah. all that. You're a continuation of the story. Yeah. That'd be yeah. fine. Yeah. And I think that's what they're planning. Yeah. I don't think that they're going back to fantasy, fashion, fantasy, <laughs> fashion fantasy, the fashion <laughs> fantasy factory. <laughs> yeah. That is supposedly in the works. There hasn't been a lot of updates since January 2018, but who knows? Maybe it'll come out in the next year, year and a half or so. We'll see. Seems like every show is getting, they're just like, all right, nothing new is working. Well, I kind of... Which new things are working. I don't know why. Yeah. I kind of like the reboots in a way because the way I see it, a lot of these shows, you know, they go on for a really long time and there's not a lot of material towards the end. Like, what else are they going to be talking about? But now, you know, it's 15, 20 years later. The world is pretty different than when those shows were actually on. So they actually do have new material. And if we like the characters enough, why not? Fair enough. I could do that. And as long as it takes place in Michigan still. (laughs) Yeah, probably would. Got to keep this Michigan train rolling. (laughs) So that is it for Sister Sister. Yeah. Uh, great show. It's one of the few so far that when I've gone through and like started rewatching it that I've actually rewatched more than just the episodes that we oh, were watching. You? Yeah. <laughs> I think I watched like four or five this oh, morning. Nice. I, I like it. it. I remember liking it a lot when I was younger. I like it still a lot now. It yeah. holds up for the most part. For the most part. Some of the. With an asterisk. <laughs> with, you know, with some caveats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So next week, we are going to do a cartoon because we haven't done that in a while. So we'll be talking about Animaniacs, which was, I think, mainly like a Fox Kids cartoon. Is that right? I thought it was WB. They're the, oh, they're WB? The, they're the Warner Brothers oh, and the Warner Sisters. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> so I assumed it was on WB. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> I think it was just one of those that I just like turned on. <laughs> they lived in the water tower. Come on. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So we'll do Animaniacs and... Whatever we end up talking about, I'll post on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And those episodes will be available on Hulu if you have that. So whatever episodes we pick. They're all good. So it's not going (laughs) to, it's going to be a a difficult one. Yeah. And I think that's another show that's getting rebooted, isn't it? It might be. I'm pretty sure Animaniacs is getting rebooted too. Man, all these shows. (laughs) It's because us 90 kids, we're in charge right now and we're just like, well, I want to see this show. (laughs) You know what would be great is if I could just watch all the same things that I watched before. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Who needs original ideas when you have 
a wealth of 90s TV to fall back on. I mean, my list that I'm looking at right now is like 140 shows long, so. <laughs> right. And that's not even all of them. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, until next Friday. Bye. bye.